Blog Talk Radio. Fantasy, sports, and politics. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got your little views, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking fantasy, sports, and politics. Sports and politics is me, it's me, Mr. FSP. Don't want to do because I do it for you all day every day. Uh, hopefully, I got all my issues fixed today. Um, but if I don't, I got JP, aka Mr. Rescue. Actually, he's a rescue ranger, like you know, a power ranger over there, uh, on the line with me today. And we're going to discuss the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to discuss what's going on with the Bulls. We're going to talk about. Why isn't Carmelo Anthony worth Kevin Love? Or is it the Cavs just saying, eh, we want somebody that's going to play defense? I don't know. There's a whole lot of information on the table to talk about today. But let me introduce and bring in Mr. I'm supposedly not standing on the couch, JT ATM Money. What's up, JT? What's up, my man? How you doing? I'm living you, you got large. straight now. You got the well, issue straightened out. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I hope it, you it's... do because you, you seem like you're it, it, your your mic challenges, man. I hate to say it like yeah, that, but you know I'm what? saying it like that. <laughs> your mic challenge. <laughs> Listen, or somebody that, that deals with the mic every day in one form or fashion, you are mic challenged. Listen. You yes, you're sir. being very rude, and I'm going to build a wall. You're going to build a wall. You're going to build a wall. Okay. I'm going to build a wall. You're going to pay for it, and uh, <laughs> we're, 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 and you're going to continue to do this show whether you like it or not. All right. So, um, what's happening, Mister V I C K? Uh. That's a lot, bro. A lot. Um, yeah, I know that. But I know that. But let's get into the business of the show because uh, I noticed we had a very big spike in, uh, I believe, week before last or last week. Show one had three hundred plus listeners on one episode, and uh, that that's pretty good. On what? So we got on what? Uh, I got to see which one it is, but there was a spike uh, a week or so ago. Um, really? One of the shows, yeah. So I gotta make sure that we uh, keep that motivation and information going. Um, now, well, you don't know what show it was? I gotta look and see. I, I just said that. I, I just saw the, oh, yeah. the graph. I, I didn't check which particular uh, episode really? it was. Really? Oh my goodness! It, could, it, it, it couldn't have been the uh, the show we had last week because that was the, a total debacle. Total debacle. Oh, that was so bad. That's one of the worst shows we've had in quite a while, man. That was not good. Not good at all. You there? 
Hello? Uh-oh. Here we go again. Here we go again. Here we go again. Can't hear you.
All right, people. It's me. I'm back. And uh, believe it or not, we're having technical difficulties. And uh, I'm sitting here waiting for Mr. V, Mr. Um, uh, FSP to call in. And uh, we can continue this show. Quite naturally, like he said, we're going to be talking about Super Bowl 51. And we're going to be talking about the uh, bull situation. Um, and uh, hopefully we can get through this show with uh, no more issues. Uh, I'm waiting for him to call in. Uh, I don't know what the the, the situation is here, but uh, but uh, Falcons versus the Falcons versus the uh, Patriots. And I really don't even know what the line is because uh, I'm just interested in, in in watching the game. I'm in one uh, Super Bowl pool. You know how you get those boxes and you fill out a box and it gives you uh, the last number of the score for one team and, and for both teams in, in two two different boxes. Wherever they intersect is where you uh, where you get the box, uh, where you uh, can, can get paid. Um, the one I got is, I think, nine for the Patriots and eight for the Falcons, which is odd numbers. And uh, I'm just looking for a good game. And this is one and two, the one and the first and second team in scoring, uh, which and, and the two number one seeds. And uh, just have to wait and see. Um, quite naturally, uh, a, a week from tomorrow, uh, when the uh, it, it's um, going to all take place, and uh, I know Vic said it, but I'll say it. The number to call in is three four seven six three seven three two two zero. I say that again, it's three four seven six three seven three two two zero is a place to be if you want to talk to Vic, who's coming, or me. Uh, and I think we have Mr. FSP back on the line. What's up there, man? All right, so check this out. Uh, yeah. There's a, I don't know, this this microphone is, is just, it it, you have, it seems like it happens every year, you know, whereas uh, we have a good microphone, then for whatever reason, that microphone decided, the driver stopped working, and uh, it's like, Either it's the laptop or it's the microphone. It's one or the other. So well, it keeps coming in and out. Well, you got the same type of microphone that I uh, I have. I don't know what you have. I I don't know the name of the brand of your microphone, but mine is a Samsung. Mine is a Samsung um, CO1U. Mine is actually a studio condenser type microphone. So. Um, I told you to go with the one I have. Homeboy, this is a a top of the line one. Trust me, it's 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 not a thirty dollar okay. mic. But okay, how does how does my mic sound? And have you ever heard of me having problems with my mic? Well, yeah, you're you're standing on a couch, probably getting. Uh, does it make a difference? You hear me? 
doesn't make Whatever. a difference. Can you hear me? So it's so Whatever. it's irrelevant. It is irrelevant. I don't know why we do this. Why, why we go back and forth? But because you're so hard. You like to argue. Because you no, like to argue. No, I don't like to argue. I'm trying to. I'm trying to enlighten you. Just because it's a top of the line mic does not mean it's going to work on your laptop. Obviously, you've been having issues with it. I got over a the last week, a, the last a week, cheap, a lot cheaper mic, and I have no issues. I have no issues, and this Listen. mic has been been solid for me for at, at what, two years now, at least, and I haven't replaced it. Haven't replaced this wow. mic has been solid. solid. As I so said, you, you can I think your Samsung top of the line mic and shove it where the sun don't shine because obviously. <laughs> doesn't work either way. I'm going to shove it in that little small pie hole of yours. But you can say that I if think, you want, but my mic works. <laughs> I think I think it's the um the laptop actually because my laptop has had a couple issues um with how it. But how, how old's your laptop? Uh, my laptop's older, man. I I'm, I believe in keeping stuff until it no longer works, but how um, old is it, your laptop? I, I, dude, I don't know how exactly how old it is, but the point that I'm getting to is that uh, anytime it requests drivers to be reset or <laughs> or reinstalled, you know, it's okay. like updates have happened and all this other stuff. So, what? I'll put a line. You know, I, I, let me explain something to you, my young friend. I put my I built my own computer, and I've had my computer for oh oh my god over ten years, over ten years. And the only thing well, there's only a couple there's a couple things that went wrong with it is it, the hard drive because hard drives they have a um, a wheel inside it that spins over a disc, and that went bad quite naturally. And um, I think I had my I replaced my motherboard once. Otherwise than that. For the last over ten years, this this thing has been humming. Humming. Well, why, hum- why didn't you tell me that before? So you can build me one and just give it to me. That that would have been very nice and the right thing to do. Wait, I didn't know you were working with an- antiquated equipment, trying to match a square peg in a round oh, hole. Geez. Here we go. Listen, listen, Mister. You know. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Lecture? Shut your pie hole. Build me one. Let's move on. Super Bowl Fifty One. All right, here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady and uh, his Patriots take on uh, Matty Ice and his Falcons. True story. True story. What in the world? Here comes the alarm. What? Let's go. Let's I'm just, why, I'm just, why, why, I'm just, why'd you hit the alarm? It's warm. It's 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 going to be alarm. It's going to be fireworks. So you might as well set the alarm off. I'm listening. Okay. Um, true story. <laughs> Today, yeah. uh, I I was golfing with uh, one of my coworkers. Did 18 rounds, right? Ooh. Uh, well, so me, golfer. Go ahead. Jeez. <laughs> So anyway, we sit down for lunch. Uh, was and, that with, uh, with, with officers, or was that with, with some NCOs? No, nah, it was one of my uh, coworkers. 
We don't have officers down here. I'm in charge of everything. So anyway. Oh, really? uh, Can I move on, Mr. Nostalgia? All right. So we're eating lunch, and it's, it's over here. It's the Lunar New Year. So um, a lady, she's sitting in a group of other ladies, and she holds up a picture of Tom Brady. And she says, Tom okay. Brady, Tom Brady, he's the quarterback for the Patriots. And, um, and the lady said, one of the ladies said, who are the Patriots? She said, oh, American football, American football. But he's really, really white. And we started laughing because we were like, <laughs> wow. But then the lady said, yes, but his wife is Giselle Bunchen. She is so gorgeous. We were yeah. like, so he's he's the exclamation point to Giselle's. Uh, career or or is he just an afterthought or, or what is it but the point is that um, even South Koreans are getting into this Super Bowl uh, mm-hmm. they're even looking up the players um, as you said it looks to be fireworks in this game because you have uh, the best offense in the NFL led by Matty Ice um, going against the evil empire. It's like Star Wars all over again, except on the football so, field. So, so wait, 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 before you go ahead, you said the evil empire. Just say yes, mm-hmm. and 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 don't say anything after that. Already said the evil yes. empire. The evil evil empire. Dun dun dun. Yeah, them. Absolute power, corrupt, absolutely. Okay. But the the point is that uh, this game is garnering a lot of attention. Um, People are saying this is is Brady's revenge game uh, against Roger Goodell and the Flake Gate. But but the point is that um, the team has been extremely well coached. They are well disciplined. And that's what I equate to being a well-coached team, when a team is very disciplined um, because they understand what the coaches are trying to do and they've bought into it. Now, on the flip side, just last year, just last year, people were calling for the head of the Atlanta Falcons coach. I think this is his second or third year in, um, but he went 8-8 eight and eight, two years in a row. And okay. – this year, uh, I believe the Falcons went what um, thirteen and three or something like that. Thirteen and three, yeah. So it's a difference of people buying into the system and getting the players you want in your system. Now, um, Mohamed Sanu is not a big Roddy White figure. He's not. However, he's a good Robin. Yes. He, He's a good Robin that can also stretch the field. And he's running a lot of intermediate routes that you wouldn't expect a small guy to do. So he's more like their Wes Welker. Um, Actually, both of them played quarterback before. Both of them have thrown touchdown passes before. Um, Both of them run similar routes in different uh, schemes. Um, Both teams have very good running backs. Uh, And I say that because Tevin Coleman, and Devontae Freeman are speed backs. Coleman more of a power back than speed back, but 
he has a combination of the two, and they both can catch the ball out of the backfield. Well, well let me ask you something. The Patriots. Go let ahead. Me ask you something. Who do you think has got the better combination of running backs? I know what I think. I, well, I know I'm what I think. I don't think it's even I'm, close. I'm getting to that. Okay. Well, let me finish breaking it down. You have LeGarrette Blunt, who is just that, the blunt object. Uh, should mm-hmm. have been a number one overall pick coming out of college, but he had some some issues um, and ended up being a free agent. Then you have uh, Mr. Lewis, and you've got uh, – I forgot the other running back's name. James but, White. Yeah, James White, Deion Lewis, who are primarily receiving backs. Um, so – they do run the ball, but not as often as as uh, LeGarrette Blunt does because it depends on how the Patriots want to play that game. Um, if it's more of a passing attack, you're going to see a great deal of Lewis and White. If you want to see or if they want to smash the ball in your face, they're going to see more of uh, LeGarrette Blunt. So, you you pretty much know what's coming your way by their running attack. Um, and that makes it kind of easy for the defense to plan. Uh, that doesn't mean they're not going to throw the ball when LeGarrette Blunt's in the backfield, but that just means I'd say seven times out of ten, LeGarrette's going to get the ball. And, you know, it's it's pretty easy. Sorry, excuse me it's pretty easy for me to determine which pair of backs I would want in my backfield. Um, I personally would take Devontae Freeman and uh, Tevin Coleman. Now, Tevin Coleman's a little nicked up, but I prefer to have a back that I can have run on the perimeter as well as down the middle and catch the ball without replacing him. Um, Now, again, there are two totally different offensive styles. And uh, I want to say congratulations um, to Kyle Shanahan. Um, He might be or is the leading candidate for the 49ers job. And I saw that he had the opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL when he was with the Redskins because he adjusted all of his schemes to fit the personnel as opposed to have the personnel fit his scheme. He's run several different types of offenses uh, over the past couple years. He's ran a different offense in Cleveland, different offense in Washington, different offense in Houston, and uh, a different offense in Atlanta. So I want to say congratulations to him. But, again, for my style of play, the way I like to uh, coach, I would prefer um, Coleman and Freeman. Now, what I normally do, what I normally do if I have the talent, I use a LeGarrette Blunt back in a one-back offense. But that that limits me a little bit because everyone knows I'm going to slam the ball down your throat. And and that's the 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 type of, of player LeGarrette Blunt is. He gets you your yards. He'll carry you like three or four yards with the help of the offensive line. But I know he's coming out if they got to throw the ball. He's not a three-down back. He just is not. So to answer your question, Jerry, my preference is Freeman and Coleman. Go ahead. I mean, that's a no-brainer. To me, it's a no-brainer. 
I mean, those guys are double, dual threats. You know, I've always talked about dual threat running backs. And these guys can run inside, outside, and quite naturally catch the ball in space. Um, and they're, they're a linebacker slash safety um, nightmare because besides being able to run the football and catch it, they can be very elusive. And they have speed to burn. Not world-class speed, but speed, quicker than most safeties and quite naturally quicker than a um, majority of um, linebackers. And uh, uh, that they're in the main reason why the uh, Atlanta Falcons are where they're at, because their versatility, and it gives uh, Matt Ryan and company in the passing game, wide receivers including the tight end, um, play action and being able to get the ball down the field, whether it's short, intermediate, or um, – Long passing. Uh, it's it's a, a defensive coordinator's nightmare to go up against the Atlanta Falcons because they can attack you, attack, attack the defense in all three levels. The uh, defensive line, linebacking core, and, and the uh, defensive backs, including the safeties. So it's, they're a nightmare because, uh, in my opinion, in my opinion, from what I've watched, they have no weakness on the offense. They have no weakness on the offense. And the defense is is comparable. Let me put it that way. Not the most uh, dominating defense, but f- from the beginning of the season up until the first game they played in the playoffs, that defense has gotten better, progressively better each week. Um, and uh, Dan Quinn being the defensive minded coach that he is coming from Seattle with that type of philosophy. Um, I expect the, this should be a very interesting game and Tom Brady to have an interesting type of game going up against that Seattle style defense. See what happened when he played Seattle before, how much pressure they had. And uh, if it wasn't for a blown, blown, call, let me put it that way, blown call by the offensive coordinator, regardless of if the quarterback had to execute or not. The offensive coordinator and Pete Carroll don't, doesn't put um, the quarterback in that situation um, and give it to the running back who was gashing the heck out of the Patriots at the time. They would have lost the Super Bowl. Uh, I think the last Super Bowl they played. I mean, not the last Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl for that, they, they played against the Patriots, I mean, against the Seahawks. So you're going against a similar type of defense. I know the Patriots are extremely well-versed and, and um, chameleons in being able to adapt to different defensive schemes that are thrown at them. Um, but most of the teams that they've played, most of the teams that they have played, other one, other in the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, in the last what eight games, didn't have a such a balanced offense as the Falcons, and they don't have the oh, luxury of playing in Foxborough, neutral site on inside on a turf, which favors, in my opinion the Atlanta Falcons, because they're used to playing in that type of environment on a quicker quicker field 
than outside in the elements. So uh, obviously you see what I'm talking about, uh, what I'm talking about, who I favor. I think it's a no-brainer. I don't even know what the, the uh, odds are. Or the, or the point spread. I have no idea what the point spread is. I don't know if it's favorable. I can tell you. It, it, well, I know the over-under. The over-under is 57. Uh, That's about right. Total. Mm-hmm. Um, to go off of what you were saying, um, I do believe that Vic Beasley is going to have a field day against that porous left side of the uh, Patriots offensive line. Whereas mm-hmm. they may decide to just start the game running LeGarrette Blunt, because if they go to a passing situation, Vic Beasley has stepped up and he's become a, a very uh, aggressive and technique-filled uh, uh, defensive end. Brian Cox has worked with him quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. and, and I'll tell you like this: Patrick Chung for for the Patriots defense, Patrick Chung cannot cover. Tevin Coleman, or Devontae Freeman out of the backfield. Nope. He can't do nope. it. Uh, 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 Butler, he's not going to be able to stay with Julio. It's going to take two players to cover Julio. So that means you got a corner and a safety already out of the mix. The guy to watch in this game, believe it or not, it's not Sanu, it's not Coleman, it's not Freeman, it's Tololo, the tight end. Yep. That's why How does he release – well, yeah. How do you release off of the off of the line, and how does he uh, match up against the the strong safety mm-hmm. or Patrick Chung? Because you don't want to put a linebacker on him because he's got a little speed. He's got a little speed, but he's a little inconsistent. But the receiving core is not that great. You got Julio Jones, you got Mohamed Sanu, you've got uh, my guy uh, Roderick Hardy and Taylor Gabriel. Well, you also have Roderick, former Redskin, that is there as well. Um, and he's been pretty good uh, in the slot for the team. So, as you say, balanced offense, I think it's more of a not one person is going to be the focal point, although you know they're going to run the ball. Now, the defense of Atlanta is susceptible to the pass. Their secondary has not quite caught up to their front seven. I will tell you that. Their secondary has holes. Aaron Rodgers couldn't get to those holes because his uh, his offensive line was not holding up to the blocks. You wrote the competition that the Patriots faced during the uh, playoffs. I 110% agree. Had Derek Carr been there for the Raiders, the Raiders would have beat the Patriots in the next round. I, I, or they would have beat the Patriots in, in the uh, divisional finals. Um, but they faced a very weak offense in the Texans, very weak offense. So it was easy for uh, the defense to shut them down, but their offense struggled. The offense struggled for three quarters, and then in the f- final quarter, you know, they finally got loose a little bit because Romeo Cornell's defense – have been on the field for like I want to say two thirds of the game. Then they play the Steelers. Um, Steelers couldn't get it together. As you said, the home field advantage of Foxborough that was a big difference. 
even though Bill Belichick said in the conference it didn't matter. And, you know, players are going to play. Players are going to decide what happens on the field, but you should never discount the emotion factor that the crowd can give you, in my opinion, um, or lack thereof. Ben and, and it didn't help that Le'Veon Bell went out of the game in the first quarter. I mean, like on the first drive, if I'm not mistaken. That didn't help because Le'Veon Bell is a, I'd say, a, a notch above um, D'Angelo Williams as far as running. D'Angelo's a good power back, but Le'Veon Bell has better vision. Um, I think that was a big, big difference in that game that they could not stop Chris Hogan, the the Steelers couldn't, and Le'Veon Bell went out of the game. I, Julio's been battling injuries with his ankle all season. He has. So it's not like it's going to stop him now. And I believe it's a plantar fasciitis as well that he's been battling. But he's playing in the biggest game of his career. He's been the Super Bowl one time before. I believe it was when he was a rookie. Um, oh, no, no, he wasn't there. I don't think he was there. Who? But Julio. Um, I don't no, think Julio was drafted. Okay. Um, well, Atlanta's been to the Super Bowl one other time. Absolutely right. I, I don't know how, why I'm thinking Julio was still in high school when the Dirty Birds went to the Super Bowl. So, um, or he was in junior high school, one or the other. But I really think the combination of special teams for the Falcons, because Brent Grimes can return that ball and flip the field, versus the special teams of the Patriots, no match. Defensively, I think the Patriots had a very good front seven. But their back four can't handle, you know, the offense of of the page. I mean, of Falcons. On the flip side, you know, Tom Brady. You never know who Tom Brady's going to target in the game. You know, Wes Welker's going to get some looks, but other than Wes Welker, you don't know if it's going to be Hogan again. You don't know if it's going to be, uh, 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 I forgot the kid, Marlon something. I can't remember his last name. You can't remember. You can't say it's going to be Dion Lewis. You know, so again, the passing game on both sides are are shaky, but I do believe, I do believe that the Patriots will have a, a disadvantage um, against the Falcons' offense. I do believe that because Matty Ice is going one, two, dump it off. He's giving two looks, then he's dumping the ball off to the back, taking off on a run. Tom Brady, he might take off on a run once or twice, but he's not going to, you know, it's not a part of his repertoire. But he's been getting harassed a lot, a lot. And all the Falcons have to do is figure out how to take all that speed and all that power in their front four and let the linebackers get to Brady. If they do that, They'll be fine. And if you notice, Martellus Bennett has been very quiet as of late. Very quiet. I don't know if it's because they want to keep him in the block or he's just not part of the passing attack. But that's a weapon. All right. Um, Falcons, last time they've been in the Super Bowl was January 17th, 1999. 
and Julio Jones was not even ten yeah. years old. What? Not even ten oh. years old. Julio Jones was born February eighth, nineteen eighty nine. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I said I was wrong. I said I was wrong. But uh, bottom line is, <clears throat> this kid has opportunity to. I don't think he's going to be the MVP. I don't think Matty Ice. Well, you know, the quarterback normally becomes the MVP, but I don't think Matty Ice is going to be the MVP. I think it's going to be Vic Beasley. It's either Vic Beasley, nope. Coleman, or Freeman. It's one of those three. Yep. That's I think and, one, and one, of, one of the running backs is going to be the the star. I, I think that's it should how, be. But but don't don't forget, like just like Von Miller was a difference maker for the mm-hmm. uh, Broncos last year, mm-hmm. Vic Beasley can be that same type of player this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. we'll see. Just think about this. Who's who, who's who's got who had the number one op- offense in the NFL? It's the Falcons. Who has number two? I didn't know it was the Patriots, but I take it it's the Patriots. So these okay. two teams are going to score, in my opinion, going to score each other, on each other. Even though the pa- Patriots, I think they're, I think they're, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're the number one scoring defense. Meaning you can't you, – the, the, the Patriots don't let you score touchdowns. They, let you, they, they give up field goals, don't let you score touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken about that. So um, – but – and quite naturally, we we all know that over the whole season, Atlanta's defense um, it ranks, ranks pretty far down, even though they've been playing better um, as the uh, – near the end of the season. Ah. I can't see Atlanta not doing the things they do. I know it's the Patriots and Bill Belichick like to take things away from from and take their best player away. Well, who are you going to take away? That's the key. Who are you going to take away, Bill? I know that they they played the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't really have um, all the weapons, and for whatever reason, uh, and I I said this during the game. I didn't like the play calling of the uh, Todd Haley. It, it was just, I, I don't know if he got in a, a funk or, or whatever, but he, it doesn't seem like they were trying to be too creative, maybe too cautious. I don't know. I don't know what what what, 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 the, what they were trying to do. And and the uh, receiving core, um, I don't know if it was the stigma of playing the Patriots in, in, in New England, uh, but didn't step up, just like Aaron Rodgers and company. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looked like he they, he stepped up, but the receiving core didn't seem like they 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 came to play. And the same thing looked like it happened to to uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And and I don't know if it was because of the defense of the um, Patriots and the um, Atlanta Falcons, or or it was a combination of. The uh, wide receivers on both respective teams, the Green Bay Packers and the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, not really showing up. And quite naturally, if they don't show up and make plays, drop balls, uh, wrong, wrong, wrong route, or you know, for whatever reason, not doing what they were normally doing during the season, then uh, you're going to have a quarterback that's going to be hung out to dry and not play that well. And both of these quarterbacks 
talking about it. These two games were similar last week. Seems like the offense of Pittsburgh and Green Bay, for whatever reason, like I said, the wide receivers didn't show up. The quarterback did, but the wide receivers uh, were still at home. Were still at home and, and didn't bring their A game with them. And I don't think that's going to happen with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, like I said, they're they're playing in their type in their type of environment. It's a neutral site. But it favors the Falcons because they're playing on turf and they're playing in a dome, which is their natural environment, versus the Patriots who play outside and play their best when they're in New England, even though they have won several big games at neutral sites in previous Super Bowls. I don't, but they haven't played an offense like this in the Super Bowl, not that I can recall. I like the, I like the Atlanta Falcons and. Uh, if it's a shootout, I know it's Tom Brady, but I have to go with Matty Ice because I think he's the MVP. And, and, since 2001, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm going to give you this stat because I just saw it um, uh, twice on the, I think it was the NFL Network. Since 2001, any quarterback that won the M- M- uh, MVP, and went to the Super Bowl, hasn't won. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I saw this on the NFL Network more than once. I think it was the NFL Network. So have, been, they, been... have they given out the MVP? Have they given out the MVP huh? award yet? No, but what I'm saying, it, it's going to be before the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. They, they, they named it MVP before the Super Bowl. So any quarterback that's won the MVP since 2001, if I'm not mistaken, that's went to the Super Bowl, has not won it. Okay. How about that? Well, well, I'll tell you like this. this that's a hell of a past year. That's a hell of a stat. Yeah, but but this past year has been a bunch of surprises. People like Super uh, 45 has uh, surprised the world, and I mean, there's a lot of things that normally don't happen, that happen. So if Matty Ice gets it or Tom Brady gets it, you know, there's a chance that, you know, history does not repeat. So we'll see. But let's move on because we'll get more information about the game next week. Um, Let's spend this last little bit of time because I only got to set for 15 more minutes uh, to talk about what's going on in the NBA. Um, So... LeBron and the Cavaliers feel as though they need another piece. They need one more piece to, I guess, compete with the uh, Golden State Warriors, who, by the way, uh, I believe they still have the best record in the NBA, even though they lost more games now than they did all last year. But you got to expect there's a, a learning curve when you add Kevin Durant to the mix. Who is that one player if it's not Carmelo Anthony? Uh, they 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 just said flat out no. They didn't want to trade Kevin Love straight up for Carmelo Anthony. You're in that area. What's going on in New York? And why Cavs want Carmelo? And where do you see Melo landing? It's definitely not staying in New York. I, I don't know. If it, I don't know. I, I'm surprised. I, I'm you know I, I'm I'm a Car- Carmelo Anthony fan so. 
Um, maybe he's, maybe they deem, deem it as not a good fit. I know the the Cleveland Cavaliers are over the salary cap, so they're, they're paying a penalty, salary cap penalty, and maybe they don't want to take on um, Carmelo's uh, contract. That could be it. Um, maybe they don't deem say Carmelo is is um, uh, uh, not a good fit in um, Cleveland with, with uh, LeBron uh, and company. And you know, there's J.R. Smith still over there too, so he was a former teammate of um of Carmelo Anthony. Maybe uh they deem Kevin Love a more valuable piece in the equation versus Carmelo. Um I don't know, man. Uh I I like Carmelo even though I think he's he's um someone on the selfish side as a player on the court. Uh, and I uh, and uh, ball hog. Um, I I I don't know. I, okay, I'm, I was so... surprised. I'm surprised. And, and I and I know the uh, from what I understand, what I read in the papers, that the um, the relationship between him him and Phil Jackson is toxic, and um, it may it may be toxic with the uh, um, players. Or, or whatever amount of players on the team that how they view uh, Carmelo Anthony. I don't know. I don't know. And if fans, well, fans my... turn on Carmelo Anthony, um, um, well, before this year, probably uh, two, three well, years ago, they've turned on him. So that's fine. I mean, fans are going to be fans. You know, you were supposed to be the promised one, so on and so forth. He's from the area, so. You know, his family's still there. It doesn't matter, really. But he has an absolute no-trade clause, right? But Boston yep. says they don't want him. The Clippers have not said they don't want him, but they haven't, you know, actively engaged Phil Jackson and, and the uh, Knicks. But the Cavs don't want him. Where does he land? Um, because I, there's a lot of turmoil in Chicago right now. And they could use, I guess, a defender, but he's not a defender. Um, but you put him with Dwayne Wade and, and Jimmy Butler. Like, not a good fit. Well, not enough basketball to go around. I got not that. Enough I got that. Well, we're going to talk about them in a second. We're going to talk about them in a second. But where does uh, Carmelo Anthony then fit or land? Uh, I, because I don't, I don't see Carmelo Anthony – Taking a back seat, I, 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 Carmelo Anthony at this point in his career considers him to be the lead dog on whatever team that he's on. So I don't see him going to a team with Dwayne Wade and Jimmy, um, and um, what the heck is his name over there? Butler. Um, Jimmy uh, Butler or uh, going over to Cleveland. They're the lead dog there, and I don't see him taking a back seat. So. Um, so where does and, he land? Does and, he land with the Lakers? Does he land with, with? Does he land in the no, West? He doesn't land with the Lakers for the simple reason that they got a young coach with a young, young team that don't need a, a veteran that's, um, um, stuck in his ways and maybe those ways doesn't coincide with the philosophy and, and the mindset of what the coach wants to put on that young team. Uh, no, no, definitely doesn't go there. Um. I can't see him going to the Clippers. Um, you got 
a league dog there, and uh, I don't know if that's a, a the right fit. Um, I know you got Doc Rivers there, but I don't know if that's a right fit with uh, Chris Paul and uh, Blake Griffin and uh, and company. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't know if that's a right fit, man. I, 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 well, uh, well. That here's the question know. then. Yeah, I don't he know. He doesn't go back to Denver. He does not go back to Denver, okay? No. He Houston, maybe, but I don't think him and, and the Beard can share enough balls. Uh, Ooh, and they have a good chemistry no. in Houston right now. There's yeah. a very good chemistry in Houston right now. Dallas, they're getting buyer's remorse because when they picked up and paid all that money to uh, to Harrison Barnes, so they're not getting what they want. They don't have enough money to pay Barnes. Uh, whoever else they got, plus uh, Mello. Um, Portland. Portland needs a big dude, but is there enough balls to go around with Lillard, him, and uh, I forgot the other guy's name, but Toronto. Toronto needs a, a big guy. No. And I know no. with DeRozier out, with DeRozier no out, no it way. might be a good fit. No. But no you don't way. trade him yep. inside of the conference, do you? Young team. Young team with a, with a different mindset that with the Knicks. You don't want somebody that want, needs to be the lead dog. Carmelo needs to be the lead dog. He's got that mindset that wherever he goes, he's going to be the man. You, you, if he, with a young team and with the young stars in um, uh, uh, in uh, Toronto, no way. Can't be with a young team. It cannot be with a young well, team. That's he's just not, he's not going to win. He, he's not going to win because that's the only place that he can go, other than Atlanta, and have a shot. Because I'm Phil Jackson, I don't put him in the in the Eastern Conference. I don't because I don't want to see him anymore. And I know when he plays me, he's probably going to have a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to probably put up a lot of points because he still can shoot. He's not that great a defender but he can still shoot. Um, I send him somewhere to the Western Conference, whereas I might play him three times out of the rest of the whole year as opposed to, you know, maybe ten times uh, if he stays in the Eastern Conference. I don't know. But we'll see as the uh, mellow turns. That's the new soap opera that we got going on. Speaking of soap operas, there's one happening in Chicago. Jimmy Butler and, and Dwayne Wade rip their teammates. Uh, then uh, Rajon Rondo rips those two in defense of his teammates. And what does Fred Hoiberg do, the head coach of the Chicago Bulls? He benches uh, Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler at the beginning of the game. Consequently, both Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade have 20-plus turnovers in the game and shoot very poorly. Um, And they seem like they're not happy at all in Chicago. Um, Young coach, young team, um, not buying into the coach's system, but the coach, he has a three-year contract, 15 guaranteed left. So I don't think they're going to fire the coach. Um, What do you see happening there? You got to fault uh, Dwayne Wade, who is the seasoned veteran on our team. 
with multiple um, championships. If he's being a, and I'm not saying he is, but if he's being a jerk, then that permeates throughout the team, including their their, their best player, who is the um, Jimmy Butler. Uh, and and it's, 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 in my opinion, it's no no coincidence that both of those guys criticize their teammates. And for that for that reason, um, Ray John Rondo came out, and Ray John Rondo didn't get benched. Jimmy Butler and uh, Dwayne Wade, who um, shouldn't, uh, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with the Wade, um, and uh, got benched for whatever it is, con- conduct detrimental to the team, whatever kind of. Uh, punishment uh, reason they, that uh, the coach benched him for wasting it in the media. Come on, man. Dwayne Wade should know better. Let me put it that way. Should know better. If he got issues with their teammates, you don't go to Instagram or whatever else you went to 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 um, talk about uh, problems with the team, problem with a couple teammates. You go to that. You go to them. He's been around the block how many times? Come on, man. He knows what the deal is. And that's why he got called out by Razor and Rondo. So, and then that's why that the, uh, and he, to me, if Dwayne Wade did it, Jimmy Butler said, well, I'm, I'm the best player on this team. And if Dwayne Wade can do it, who's got multiple championships, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it too. So that's a bad influence. Bad influence. Okay. You can't, you can't do that. And, Go to, go to the teammate. The teammate's probably not on the other side of the locker room. They're probably near you somewhere. Walk over to him. You got issues? Talk talk to him. You don't just go blurt it out in the, into the uh, for all the world to hear. No way. So well, they got issues. I don't know if it's if it's if it's because they got a young coach and they think they can push around a young coach, um, and, and a young coach doesn't have that much street cred yet or whatever. Um, and, and, uh, for whatever reason that Dwayne Wade, uh, and I got to put on Dwayne cause he's, he's the elder statesman on that team with multiple championships and he should know better. He should approach it he, differently. He should, but he doesn't. And he didn't. Um, but real quickly, how, do the Bulls fix their issue? Um, we, we we all understand there's an issue there. How does it get fixed? You got to play better. You got to play better. Play it simple. They got to play better. The, the whole criticism was on a couple of young players. And I, and I, the, the two players' uh, um, names uh, skip me for now, but um, they were calling out two young players. You go to the players. You deal with it in practice, you know, okay. not not in the media. Come on, and and if the players are doing what they're supposed to do, and the coaches lack, well, they can't control the coach, and they can only control what they do on the court. And uh, if they're not playing up to their potential, then it's an issue. If they're playing up to the potential, but the coach is putting them in bad situations, then it's a coaching. You don't leave the excuse to the coach 
you leave the uh, you don't leave the excuse to your your plane. You you make make sure that your plane is up up to where it should be, and then the focus will be on where the weakness is. If it's with the coaching, it all comes out in the wash. So again, so. you're placing it on the players and not the coach. Well, I'm placing on on uh, select players that voicing um, what what they should be voicing to each other versus out out in the media. You got you play you you play your job is to play play ball. Okay, you got an issue with a teammate, you don't go to the media and I say I got issues with teammates. You go to that teammate. You go to the teammate. Okay. And the coaching is supposed to um, be able to get the best out of, out of the out of the players, regardless of who it is. But the players, especially older players, need need to bring the younger players along, show them, show them how it's done to get to get the most out of a younger player. If the older player doesn't do that, then quite naturally the the uh, player of the team is going to suffer. Okay. Well, we're about to end the end the show. Okay. Um, I got one thing to I tell you. I think. Oh Lord, what is it? I have. I, I, I saw. Huh? Nothing I'm gonna no, make no it button. quick. Go ahead. I'm gonna make it quick. Go ahead. This is breaking news. Uh, as of quarter after one, Eastern Standard Time, Iraqi man. Detained at JFK Airport as a result of Trump's order suspending entry into the U.S. from certain Muslim nations um, have been released. So he was detained, uh, I guess, last yesterday sometime, and he has been released. Now, it doesn't say whether he was released and sent back to uh, uh, wherever he came from or he's been released and he's free to go. Didn't say that. Now, you know, yeah. why are you going to bring yeah. that hot-button topic up at the end of the show? Um, <laughs> you're terrible for doing it, but I'm going to tell you uh, two things. Two things then we read off of here. Um, also, at Delta International Airport or something like that, I forget the name of the airport, um, a Muslim woman that was working there was uh, – Accosted, so to speak, yep. just yep. berated by a yep. uh, customer, um, and reportedly was yelling out various things such as uh, "Trump's in office," you know, "Go back home," or whatever the case may be. Um, Can we talk about this. And this is yeah, this again? is a license. Let me talk about this more. This things like this give give a license. Oh, the, the rhetoric that yeah. was coming out gives the license yeah. to people to um, do things that, uh, um, and, and quite naturally, it's it's been played out. It's being played out. Unbelievable. Well, Unbelievable. and with that, with with that, you create, you create yep. your own uh, enemy within your state. Yep. You create a a a hostile person within your own area that normally would not have been radicalized. You are doing it. And states. Well, we'll see. 
the point is that uh, Victor Gardner, and this is coming from Victor Gardner, mm-hmm. um, does not believe in, you know, castigation. You know, why why separate people based on their religion, based on their belief, uh, and not be considered a a a uh, propagandist or a person that is uh, a dictator like individual i mean you you think we have enough problems in this country and we want to go and send people overseas and and live in other countries that you constantly want to berate but yet everybody is supposed to accept you and your way of life Mm-hmm. And as the UN uh, secretary said, if you don't want to be our friend, we're taking names. What type of thing is that to say? You don't say that type of stuff. But again, this is a new uh, era of people that feel as though it's okay to be that way. But there's going to be a big shakeup. And, and guess what? The GOP is very silent on all of this. Mm-hmm. The GOP is silent, but they're the ones helping this guy do these things. He can sign as many executive orders as he wants, but Congress has to ultimately bless off on a lot of this stuff. Well, yes and no. You know why? Executive order. I know, but unbelievable. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, the, some of the executive orders, like he just said, he signed an executive order to make the army bigger or the military bigger and give more money to the to the military. That's great. But until Congress decides they want to pay that money, where they're going to get that money from, it's not going to happen. So you can sign an executive order all day saying this is going to happen, that's going to happen. But where is the money coming from to make it happen? Yeah, well, that's true. It's coming from all the uh, benefits that and, and and salaries that they want to cut oh. from the military yeah. and government workers. Yeah, which they which has already happened. But there's a lot of blowback on that too. Whereas you're seeing all these agencies that have gotten gag orders, so to speak, exposing mm-hmm. it, and then all of a sudden, you know, now. People are backing off of what they said or or the executive order or the memorandums and then saying, well, it didn't come out of the White House. Uh, Yeah, it did. Yeah, Yeah, it did. I mean, there are people that are going to believe it didn't, but it did. And you brought me into a hole that I didn't want to get into because I didn't want to stay on this thing too long. But uh, say what you're going to say. We're getting off of here. Well... And I, and I posted it on Facebook. I think you may have gotten a copy of it. And I and, and it was it was directed at um, the uh, people on the right side of the aisle. Don't believe everything that you um, hear or see. Um, I, I, I tell them, uh, those that believe what everything that's coming out with the man in charge is the truth uh, to read. Because it may affect you, it may affect your kids, it may affect your your parents or your grandparents. If not now, in the future, 
just read and understand what is happening, not take it at face value, because obviously what they say is not necessarily what is the actual, the alternative facts. Let me put it that way. Alternative facts. So I'm telling people to, to read and stay informed. Don't just think that all the moves that they're making is going to benefit what they're supposedly uh, looking to help is the, uh, uh, in quotation marks, little person or middle middle America. Believe me, a lot of what's happening is going to benefit those with uh, that are in the 1% of uh, the top 1%, not the yeah. rest of us. Well, I'll say this. Um, a lot of things are coming to light, and I would love to hear what Mac has to say about all these uh, yeah. wonderful, uh, glorious uh, things. Because let me tell you, you can't. You, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Go ahead. What do you say? Uh, a lot of what he says, um, he makes statements and doesn't doesn't take any any back and forth. He makes a statement and doesn't take any back and forth. So if, if he makes a statement, um, and I made a few statements, he, he just either gives you a, a, a may-may of a, somebody laughing or something like that. He he just, um, you have to see it to believe it. Like, he, he's he's bought into it. He's, he's completely blind that, uh, and won't... Uh, um, as long as uh, the former president is out of the office, uh, whatever happens, he's happy with. I'll tell you what, it, it's fine for him to feel that way. The problem with that is um, the the negative and the lies that are being spewed, he can't possibly in good conscience uh, defend them. Have, if he does, yeah. if he yeah. does, then he's just as lost as uh, all those others that that believe it and bite into it, and mm-hmm. it's probably best that he is where he is. Um, I'm not gonna put him down for his belief. I just think that if there are people out there that refuse to see what is right in front of their face, yep. and and you know to listen to the truth. As opposed to what somebody is, you know, alternative fact. Uh, yeah, an alternative fact, which is not the truth or a fact, you know, that's their decision. They've made that decision. Let them live with it and let him keep going. Um, I'm not going to continue to talk to people that don't want to listen to me. If, if, if you want to stay in your state of euphoria or if you want to stay in your state of belief, you know, go right ahead. But if I'm telling you something, it's in front of your face, and you still refuse to see it, you're the one that's going to suffer in the end. Because when these taxes on these many things start to happen, who are you going to blame then? Yeah. When when yep. when people don't have money, when people don't have jobs, when people mm-hmm. don't have X Y Z, but the Dow Jones is is over two hundred. And, you know, uh, business is working again. Yeah, businesses, but what about the people that make the business work? 
Yeah, you know, it, 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 it doesn't it doesn't work that way. But again, you're in a whole I I, I did not want to get into <laughs> on this show, and you're a, a sucker I, and a loser for doing this? it. No, no, you can't. No, 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 you can't. No, you can't because nope, nope, you're not gonna do it because I'm in this show right now. Um, oh, so I want to see you guys next week. We're gonna talk about the Super Bowl. Um. Exclusively now, if anything else happens between now and then, uh, we'll discuss it. Oh God! But other than that, other oh, than God. that, well, I'll mention it tomorrow at the top of my show. What I wanted to say to end the show, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Master Plan. I'll be talking about uh, what I saw in the Senior Bowl, which is which is going to be going off in about uh, 20 minutes or so. And uh, um, I'll be also talking about the Super Bowl and uh, whatever else that uh, I have in mind. But uh, first of all, I'll be talking about what I wanted to end the show about because it's extremely important that all right. you you understand where I'm coming from with this. And it's, and it's almost um, deja vu all over again. I'll, I'll put it like that. All right. Well, with that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. Uh, we got through it. Um, I might have to find a new laptop, wait for Joey to build it, and send it to me. Um, and then, therefore, my mic will be up to date with everything else. So make it happen, Jerry, since you want to talk about You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face I know you got your little views, you know I got mine But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line Your voice will be heard, sir Next caller